Hello and welcome to the PopBreak.com's official Oscars podcast, hosted by Marissa Carpico and Matt Taylor. This is Matt Taylor, podcaster at thepopbreak.com, and you're listening to And the Winner Still Is, our... No, you're not listening to And the Winner Still Is, you're listening to the Too Early Oscar podcast, our um, our Oscar podcast about this current Oscar season, and we are doing our mini episodes about each category. We just recorded an hour-long magnum opus about the actress category, and now we're going to do the actors because we have to. Um, uh, this is our best actor and best supporting actor breakdown. I'm joined, as always, by the film editor of the Popper.com, Marissa Carpico. Say hi, Marissa. Hello. I have to do actors. <laughs> yes. We got to talk about the boys. Let's start with best supporting actor. We'll go right into it. The nominees are um, Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Emma Sharon. Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans, Barry Cohen. We, we established we don't know how to pronounce his last name. Barry Cohen for The Banshees of Inner Sharon, and, and Kei Hoi Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, let's talk about the person who I assume we both love in this category, Kei Hoi Kwan for um, Everything Everywhere All at Once. I mean, Marissa, do you want to sing the praises of this this the the good, only good man in this category. I'm just joking, but, but we <laughs> yeah, do there's like him. one other. There's a couple others. Um, yeah, Kiyak one. I mean, you know, it's especially wild to me that I'm like, yeah, give him the Oscar. I can't wait to watch him uh, give that speech because, again, kind canonically, I hate him in one of his early roles. <laughs> He's the reason I don't like child actors. Um, mm. So, uh, yeah, I, I uh, what a thrill it's going to be when he wins this because uh, you know. You mentioned, um, you talk about narratives, and who has a better narrative than him at this point? Mm-hmm. Um, what a wonderful uh, award season he's had. What a wonderful um, return to um, acting, and how, I don't know, he, he's just so, every every speech he's given, he just emphasizes what a thrill it is and how grateful he is to have, like, a role like this so late in his career that like made him feel um, included again and like make so many people feel included because people love him from their childhood. Um, not me, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> uh, I, it's such a wonderful role. It's playful. It's like romantic. He delivers shitloads of exposition in a like really fun way that like keeps us interested. Um you know, congrats, dude. I, I, if he loses, I will be uh, the, I mean, the discourse will likely, will, you know, be rightfully huge. He should win. Yeah. What a wonderful performance. You said all the right things. It is like, he's funny. He's so romantic. I mean, that line about taxes and laundry is the most romantic thing I've ever heard in my life. Basically, (laughs) like, Like, I'm like, oh my god like put that on a pillow and put it in my house like it's like <laughs> i love that and um um you know he's charming he's like 
weirdly, you know, fun and sexy at points. It it just it is such a good performance. Um, to come like for someone to come out of nowhere. Because I mean, like, yeah, he was a you know one of the most famous child actors of all time, but like, no one, I no one knew he could do this except for the Daniels, I think. And uh, good good on them for putting him in this movie. He is so good. And yeah. What a narrative. No, I don't think anyone has a better narrative this year, basically. It's, uh, I, I can't wait to see him win. Um, yeah. Next up, we'll go to a performance that I was so thrilled to see get nominated this year. Um, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway. I was thrilled for a number of reasons. Uh, one being just that I finally watched Atlanta this year, and it's a good show, and he's really good in it. Uh, another being that I think he did really great work in um, 2018 in uh, two films, If Beale Street Can Talk and uh, Widows, giving two very different performances. And mm. um, he's really just doing good work in that. But then mainly, uh, you know, sticking with narratives as like this sort of idea. Um, Causeway is such a quiet film, really, like, you know, had a somewhat muted rollout and so much of the narrative around its rollout was rightfully like this is like I don't mean this in a dis- dismissive way but was centered around Jennifer Lawrence and like how exciting it is to have her back in an indie film after or you know I mean it was produced by Apple TV but like a film um that was smaller and more low-key than what she's done in the past and um she's really good in the movie uh we actually I, i'm surprised we didn't even bring her up in our actress episode but um she's very good in the movie but he was the one who jumped off the screen for me even though it's his quiet performance and it is so cool to see him get the nomination finally be invited to like this club of nominated actors now that atlanta's over i'm really curious to see what he does next with his career especially with this nomination under his belt i hope it's not eternals too um he he is he he does a re- just really wonderful work in the film. Um, what do you think of this performance? Yeah, I love it. Um, it's a wonderful surprise because yeah, like uh, it, it is a really quiet, subdued, subtle film. Um, it, it's it's maybe too sort of soft, um, mm. and it's like to really like land as much as I would have wanted it to. I think it's like missing one major scene, you know, mm-hmm. um, in that back half. Uh, but it's the kind of like performance that is really, really good and really, really difficult because it's so human and so like there's so many things to play about it and the emotion is so potent um, that uh, but uh, it's it's such a quiet performance that like usually it's the kind of thing the Oscars would ignore. So it's really lovely to see it here. And like, yeah, it's like J-Law's wonderful. But the, I mean, we talked about it in the off the, the, the episode the, the actresses were so fucking good this year. It's like, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's they were so good that J Law's great performance even was an also ran, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I, it's lovely that he got a nomination because yeah, we both did love him in um, Beale Street. We I th- we raved over it that year, um, yeah. so it's wonderful to see it nom- him nominated now and know that like now that he's on the Oscar radar, hopefully it keeps happening because I have no doubt he's going to keep doing great work. He's he's so impressive, really. Mm-hmm. Um. Another performance that I was not sh- not shocked to see make it here, but um, one that it is just it is so funny because it really is only one scene basically. Uh, Judd Hirsch in the Tablemans. Do you want to talk about 
Judd Hirsch um, being nominated here? Sure, I wouldn't have done it. Um, I, <laughs> to be honest, I think the the performance I think is overrated. To, to be brutally honest, I know a lot of people like it, but to me, it, he needs he reads like that you know the ghost character in um, Fiddler on the Roof, like from Sarah mm. or whatever her name is, um, in a bad way. Like I love Fiddler on the Roof is basically a perfect musical <clears> to me, but this is like if that scene were not good. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's the one note in the whole film that I really like. That's like mm, a little overplayed, honestly. Um, and that's saying something considering the cameo in the last scene. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't have done it. I, I don't, I, I would just wouldn't have done it. <laughs> I, um, I like the scene and I like him a lot in it. I don't want to spoil, um, I mean, who cares? Whatever. This episode is going to be much shorter than Best Actress. Um, uh, I, think him getting in over Paul Dano is something like a crime mm. in my mind. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, um, I, you know, I totally get it. He has this really juicy moment and, you know, it's the sort of thing that anybody in the film industry is going to go crazy over. Like, there's all these stories about that scene getting applause at Academy screenings, basically. And it's like, yeah, I... Girl... It, it is catering to the, that mindset, but um, but uh, yeah, I I I would feel better about this nomination if both Shudders and Paul Dano made it in. Um, but if I only had to pick one, I would pick Paul Dano every day of the week. So you know, uh, what a what a weird <laughs> a weird turn of events. Um, all right, and now we'll talk about the two. Banshee Boys, um, Brendan Gleeson and Barry Keoghan, Keoghan, whatever. Um, uh, you know, they're both giving, um, re- like, this is a, one where it's like, they're both giving good work. It, to me, is more interesting to think about, like, the narratives of where they both are, because it is, like, two very different ends of the spectrum in terms of, like, what their nominations mean, where it's, like, Brendan Gleeson, I basically was, like, of course, he's being nominated from the minute I saw the trailer. It's such a, <laughs> you know, it's what the it's what the Academy loves. He's this character act. I guess it's fair to call him a character actor. Like, like you know, this person who does a lot of really great supporting work over the years. Uh, really reliable. You know what you're going to get with him. Finally getting this really juicy role in a movie that just the Academy was going to go nuts for. And yeah, he does a really he, he does he does a really great work. Uh, he's very funny, and um, handles the tone really really well, which is a tri- tricky tone to nail. And uh, I think it makes sense that he got this nomination. Uh, I think if this was any other year, he would be an absolute lock to win. Um, this is just this is the year of everything ever all at once, and that's not a bad, that, that's that's a good thing in my in my mind. But it is. I think any other year he would be the one that we're like, oh, he's going to sweep. And then I was surprised at Barry Keown getting in, but it is the sort of thing where he's sort of like an an Adam Driver adjacent weird boy who like uh, uh, keeps showing up in movies from auteurs. And this feels like a really interesting, like, welcome to the club sort of nomination. And I will say, uh, I wouldn't nominate him. I think he's fine. Like, I, I, you know, I, I certainly don't think he's bad in the movie whatsoever. I just, like, he was almost a non-factor in terms of the performance when I was, when I was, watch, when I was watching. And um, 
him getting in, I'm kind of like, okay, but, you know, Brendan Gleeson also got in. So I'm like, whatever, this is fine. And uh, I'm curious to see where he's able to go with this next. I know uh, from my Oscar forums and Reddits and things like that, apparently he has an incredibly juicy role in um, Emerald Fennel's next film, which will be in Oscar Oscar conversation uh, next year or, you know, later this year. So we'll see. Maybe we'll be talking about him again in lead actor in a little bit. What what do you think, Marissa, of these two uh, supporting boys? It's it's funny you can tell that we literally do not talk about actors um, because I actually like him a lot in this movie. (laughs) Um, I I almost like like him. I think for me, if I had to rank the performances, this is going to blow your mind. It would be uh, Carrie Condon and then and then Barry and then everybody else. Um, Okay. Yeah, probably Farrell at the end. Even though I like. Feral a lot um but yeah I really like this move this this performance it, it's interesting like you know thinking about his career he probably should have won supporting actor for Sacred of the Killing Deer I mean that was the most incredible performance I've ever seen from someone I'd like never even he's heard of, really you know? good in that movie oh, oh my god um but I yeah I'm thrilled about it honestly because I, I think he's like the kind of actor it's like every time I see him it's like what journey is this little shithead gonna take me on because he's such a little weirdo <laughs> Um, is, and yeah. in this, he's such a like sad, lovable little weirdo. Usually, he just plays like a, a like a dangerous weirdo. But I don't know. I really liked this performance because he's just like sweet and sort of dumb, but not like uh, in a bad like. He's not a bad person. He's just like a nice kid who's like I don't know, looking for something. And like the way he's like enamored with Carrie Condon is really good. So. Yeah, I, I like this a lot. And hopefully, like, you know, again, it's like the kind of thing. It's going to get him on the radar. And when he blows us away in whatever that that Emerald Fennel film is, like, hey, maybe he'll get another nomination and win a thing. I, I like him a lot. So, yeah, I'm not mad at it at all. I like him a lot. Did you see when he, over the summer, posted a picture of him, like, posing poolside with his oh. girlfriend? He's, like, ripped and I'm like, no, absolutely not. Put your shirt back on. Like it's like this is not this is not you. You're you're a, you're a, a weird a weird boy. I don't want to see you be hot. This you're not hot. hot. Yeah. Yeah. Get away. I no, I, I think he's he might be a shirtless in Eternals or something. I feel like I've seen him. I haven't seen that full picture, but I but I swear he's like shirtless in something. And I was like, what what what's happening here? <laughs> put um, that shirt on. But put that shirt back on. Um. <laughs> yeah uh no i haven't seen that but yeah it's like i that's the thing is that i feel like this little he's such a little weirdo who could probably do anything that i wouldn't be surprised if he's like secretly ripped yeah um he's he's fascinating and do you have any thoughts on brendan gleason or should we go into oh yeah i mean right i forgot you did both of them at the same time you know he's he's third in my ranking in the movie um but yeah he's like really good he's a great actor um a character actor who deserves to like be nominated more like you know he's he's a part of he's been so great it's wonderful if he won yeah you're right i think he would have been the choice if not for key hike one mm-hmm. um yeah you know we make fun of the boys this is not a bad time i will say no. um uh i however predict key hike one's going to win and also i would have picked him is that the same for you yeah ditto ditto okay all right um let's talk about the boys who we would have put in this category. Uh, I have, because um, Kiwi Kwan and Brendan Gleeson are both in my five, so I have three others, including one sicko pick. Um, who oh, God. Of, like, who do you want to highlight, uh, Marissa? Let's start with you. 
I have three. Um, you know, I'll do the I'll do the off the probably the most unexpected one um, first. I really liked that spoiler loop mo- movie that came out in December. Um, Great movie. And I just keep thinking about it. And I think Ben Aldridge is so good in it. Um, you know, there's a scene where he sort of has to break. Well, I guess I should tell people it's about. It's a true thing. There's a, a writer for EW years ago who th- then eventually started TV line um, who wrote about his real life um relationship the full title of his book is spoiler alert the hero dies the hero being his 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 uh longtime partner um and aldridge plays that partner uh, the partner gets cancer very like uh, early on well not early on but yeah that's the whole point of it right um and i just think it's a great performance it made me so emotional and there's a scene where he has to like sort of break character to play an actor like a a nondescript actor within the film that was like all of a sudden it was like you could tell how much craft was going into the rest of it because it feels like two distinct characters in a single Mm -hmm. um scene or like in a film um and i don't know it's just i I just think that movie was so good and if romantic dramas and like especially queer romances got more attention in film uh, i don't know i just feel like that that movie was so good and I, I just wanted to mention it, you know? Yeah, great movie. He's so good in it. Also, ridiculously hot. <laughs> um, oh, Lord. Uh, Lord God. I was like, damn. I No wonder that, like, <laughs> no wonder this man is the hero. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's also ridiculously hot in Knock at the Cavern. I'm excited to see yep. what he does next. Um, all right, my next one. Um, I mentioned him already, but I'll shout him out again. Paul Dano. I thought Paul Dano was so good in The Fable Wins. I, um, it's such a hard role to play in that, like, he has to find, because he's playing, you know, Scooter's father, who doesn't connect with him. Uh, he can't connect with his wife, really. Uh, and is sort of, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't want to spoil it, but, like, uh, you know, he has to sort of play dumb to, like, dynamics going around around him involving you know, his wife and their relationship and things like that. And um, while still being, you know, this is a movie about finding out your parents are human. And I think he does such a good job being human in the role and being like, you know, a flawed person who still, you know, is acting out of love, even when he is being difficult or stubborn or blind to things. And I I just think he's so good and um, was shocked to see him get subs. Uh, very disappointed. Um, all right, Marissa, back to you. Who's someone you want to shout out? Um, we sort of mentioned it elsewhere, but again, I think if two Leslie had been seen by any human beings who aren't uh, f- personal friends of Andrea Rice Pearl prior to <laughs> prior to her nomination, I-, I do think there would have been a serious campaign, legitimately, for Mark Marin who I actually think is often been overpraised in other stuff. Like I, I always find him a little, like I didn't really like him in, in the wrestling show um, on Netflix. Like, I don't know. It just felt too like, look at me, look at me. This is just a really good performance. What a great, what a great soft, um, good guy that he's playing. Um, and one where it doesn't feel like he's just playing himself. Um, I really like that performance. I was very surprised by it. I, truly. I think if, if anybody had seen that movie prior and it had a normal um, campaign uh, run up, I, I think he would have been in the conversation. 
Yeah, I agree. He's so good in it. I was so impressed by him. Um, yeah. My next one is um, surprisingly not my sicko pick, even though um, uh, he is playing a sicko, and that is Mark Rylance and um, Bones and All. A movie I don't particularly like very much, but um, this is the cannibal romance for those who don't remember it, because it, it really didn't make much of a splash. But um, uh, he's sort of the villain of the film, and uh, he is just, like, the most fascinating thing about it, to the point where when he's not in it, I'm kind of like, can we go back to, to Mark Rylance in this movie? He's channeling, uh, you know... Uh, Night of the Hunter in many of his choices. Oh, he's yeah. Just this, yeah, he's this really strange, uh, scary villain uh, that's still sort of charismatic in his own way. And I was really, really impressed by it. I think, uh, you know, that movie itself, I was just, I just thought was okay. But um, I think he is really, really good in it and uh, would watch it again for him, to be honest. Uh, so my last one is, um, also one that might seem familiar from the actress podcast, uh, Tim Roth in Resurrection, evil, deeply evil. (laughs) And like Tim Roth can play a villain in his sleep at this point, like a sicko villain, but like uh, the film hinges on how fucking evil he has to be, um, as this former abuser of Rebecca Hall's character. And it like, oh, it's so creepy. God, you just like hate him. You like. You can, uh, it's not like there's ever a flashback or anything, but you can sense all of the reasons she fears him and all of the reasons, all of the things that she says he did to her just from that performance. It's a very good performance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he is terrifying in that movie. Um, yeah. My last pick, my sicko pick, uh, um, a movie that I have very mixed feelings on, but I think this actor is so, so good in it. And that is Justin Long and Barbarian. Um, <laughs> I uh, knew it was going to be Barbarian. I just thought it was going to be uh, the Skarsgård. It could have been, honestly. I think he's very good at it also. But, um, you know, Justin Long, I knew Justin Long was in Barbarian going in because he had, like, one frame of himself in the trailer. And then, like, in the week leading up to Barbarian coming out, everyone was just like, it's much weirder than you'd expect. Like, go in, go in somewhat blind. And, um... I just think, you know, that movie I have a lot of notes on, and I think it sort of, unfortunately, falls apart in its last act. But, like, I was really riveted by that first act with um, with the Skarsgård, whichever one is in that one. And, um, uh, and I was like, I was like, this is very intense and interesting. And when Justin Long comes in in the second act, I was, like, temporarily so deeply thrilled what this movie was doing where like it is disappointing that um it falls apart in the end for me but like that middle act where it basically becomes a different movie where Justin Long is the protagonist is so thrilling he's so good in it he finds like he knows exactly how to play just the most unlikable Hollywood douchebag you could possibly imagine he's very funny and then the way he plays the film as it transitions back to being this horror movie is is just like I really loved it. I was so upset when the movie sort of has this weak ending, but um, I think he's really good in it. And is it an indulgent pick? Maybe. 
But I just, I think it is very, very fun what he's doing in this role and uh, would, you know, happy to have him in my five. (laughs) Whatever. Um, You know, it's funny. I support you because I almost put Bill Skarsgård in my, in my picks. He's so good. He like, he's also so good. I, I love that. Um, And then let's talk about the leading boys. Um, uh, a year with five first-time nominees, which is kind of fun. Um, the nominees are Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inna Sharon, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Bill Nye for Living. Um, let's get The Whale over with. Let's just do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that we can thankfully talk about performances that I... I mean, I don't know how you feel about Austin, but I think in general we like most of these other performances. He worked um, with Lucy Hale once. That's he's got that going for him. Yeah, Brendan Fraser unfortunately has not, as far as I know. But, no. um, <laughs> Can confirm. But, yeah, <laughs> but um, I mean, honestly, I don't even like. I don't think Brendan Fraser is good in this movie. I don't blame no. him. I think this there's no like whoever played that part was going to be cursed. It's just it's. Mm. It's such a bad role. It's so hateful in its execution. Um, it's so hateful in the way that that suit is designed and all the choices that that movie makes. Uh, Brendan Fraser seems like a very lovely man, and I am very happy to have him back in Hollywood. And if the Oscars are this sort of, uh, you know, contest of narratives, I'm thrilled that he's back if he wins. He did win the SAG which obviously bodes well for his chances. Um, and, you know, I, um, I'm i happy to have him back. I'm very excited to see what he does next. I know he's in the next Martin Sussexy movie, which is really exciting. Uh, you know, thrilled to have him back. I hate this movie so much, and I think he's not very good in it. And that's all I really want to say. What, what do you have to say, Marissa, about this one? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fucking spiraling after him winning the SAG, because the movie is so insulting, and He's fine, but hysterical, like hysterical in like the hysteria way, like the medical term um, in the way he performs the depression. And honestly, he's like, I don't know, a couple interviews lately have really rubbed me the wrong way in the way he talks about fatness and like just how dehumanizing he can be in the in the way he just I don't know, something something's starting to rub me the wrong way to the point that I'm like, do I want the Renaissance as one of the number one fans of The Mummy 1999? I'm I'm having I really am starting to like shift on this and be like you know what if you win I don't want you back like seriously I'm I'm getting annoyed. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I will say I I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't win because I as I not. mentioned in the actress episode like the SAGs usually three for four they're not always like a perfect predictor and if the Academy loves one thing. They love a musical biopic, and um, let's let's so let's transition into talking about Elvis um, and Austin Butler. Um, it's funny because, like, watching Elvis, I was like, this Austin Butler guy is really good. Like, it's a very good performance, and like, you know, he's doing his own singing. It's very impressive, and then the, he has become so deeply embarrassing <laughs> on the campaign trail. To a point where I'm like, oh my god! Like I almost like feel silly. It's Lady Gaga in in Gucci, honestly, the way he's acting. (laughs) It's the sort of thing where I'm like, 
The fact that he is still talking with that voice, I'm like, girl. I'm like, my, I'm like, stop. He's like from like, Pomona. Enough, you know. Yeah, it's like, it's like this is so embarrassing, and I think he is very good in the movie. I, you know, if he won, honestly, I'd be like, cool, go for him. But also, like, it is just very it, again. It is the Oscars are so fascinating to cover because it is like this funny thing where like. I'm so beaten down by the celebrity of it all. Where I'm just like, I'm like, is he more deserving than most of the nominees? In my mind, yes. Do I want him to win? I don't know. I don't know what what evil we might rob if we if we <laughs> give it to him. Like, will he always speak like this? We'll have to see. He bursts um, into flames, and then his body is replaced by the body of young um, Elvis, and you know. It's it's uh the duels the devil's bargain finally is completed. I will just say when Vanessa Hudgens ev- eventually gives us her memoirs, I want a chapter about the Elvis voice. I know they're not together anymore. I want to know no, what but... she thinks about it. She's dropped little hints on Instagram, and I'm like, I need more. I, I need, they I did they did it for too long for there not to be some juicy shit in there. I mean, the picture of him, that that incredible picture of her, uh, meeting his brief time girlfriend um you know cindy crawford's daughter at mm. a premiere when she was a literal child i'll never forget <laughs> it i'll go to my grave thinking of that I just the darkest thing i've ever seen it's it's I'm... like literally the snl your meet your second wife um skit come to life it's so dark the energy's so dark that is so funny because like <laughs> oh god it's so dark no it's so dark um beyond that though it's it's funny that this like horrific season has made me be like go from being like never butler to being like anyone but brendan i'll even take butler you know what i mean that's where i'm at because mm-hmm. you know i just think it's like a silly the, his it's more his like post stuff that I, I think is awful and i do think that the the film itself has an issue where it he he is not he's almost not the lead, he's kind of not the lead character of it i mean tom hanks in that you know horrific fat suit to bring it up again is uh sort of the lead in a weird way which like why girl um but when he, the film does take the time to focus on austin butler i do think he's really good the i'm going to keep mentioning it because i think it's the best scene in the whole thing yeah if the i'm evil um thing he's very sexy in that and like exactly channels what made um Elvis such a like uh point of sexual um like hysteria for women of the time um he's great if I can dream number and all the stuff uh, leading up to that um he does manage to give Elvis a humanity and like point of view despite all of the bad decisions that Lerman is making to like keep him from doing so but you know maybe that's what happens when you have the soul of Elvis living inside of your body <laughs> it is it is true we're gonna we're gonna see if he wins we're getting a real lot of exorcism on stage i think like oh afterward. god like, and margaret they're gonna and margaret's gonna come flying out of there and just like with a cross and then doing a sort of <laughs> shuffle dance and and do something because she has to save us she she can tell yeah, she knows she knows <laughs> oh god um yeah i i wouldn't be shocked if austin walks away with it to be honest they just they love musical biopics so much mm-hmm. and you know, we'll see what happens. He he was campaigning so aggressively, and it seems like in these last weeks he's dialed it back a little bit. And I'm like, no, get back out there. 
Like, yeah, get back out there because Bre- Brendan is trying to come for it. It's too. It's too much. Um, he's got to uh, go on. He's got to go on Drew. Brendan to Drew. He's got to go on Drew. Oh my god. Um. Oh god. I, I actually love that. Like, I feel like Drew's gonna come out in an Elvis costume. It's gonna be no, a whole thing. Drew will come as Priscilla, and it'll be real weird. Yes. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's talk about the other boys. Uh, um. Paul Mescal for After Sun, a performance I was thrilled to see get nominated from an actor who I I love so much. Um, I really, I'm I'm getting I, I'm investing all in on the Paul Mescal stock basically from here on out. I um, uh, I loved Normal People when that was on Hulu during at the very beginning of the pandemic when we thought it was just going to be like a month. I was a couple like, weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll just watch this show, and um, I also read the book at the same time, basically, and I love the book. I loved his performance in it. I was like, I was like, oh shit, he's like the real deal. And then he's so, so good in After Sun and um, giving this like really heart-wrenching uh, lived-in performance. One of my favorite scenes of the year is uh, when he is speaking with his daughter about, I mean, the daughter is basically, for those who haven't seen it, the daughter is like, younger than 10 years old, basically, or, like, just turned 10 or whatever, and is basically verbalizing to her father without realizing that she, like, is beginning to exhibit the symptoms of, like, someone that has depression. And the daughter has all the all the dialogue in the scene, but Paul is doing so much physical acting in the way he is, like, recognizing this in his daughter and, like, seeing himself in his daughter, because the movie is very much about his own mental... Um, struggles as well it's just it's such intel incredible work and um this was like such a wildly weak year for best actor and it really seemed like for a while that someone like Hugh Jackman in the sun was gonna sneak in or something like that and it was just like I was so thrilled to see someone like Paul Mescal for a a relatively small film like After Sun make it in uh it's it's really great and um I can't wait to see what he does next I and praying his West End production of Streetcar and Desire transfers to Broadway because we talked in our uh, other podcast at one point when we talked about Streetcar and Desire, who could possibly play that part? And I'm like, oh, him, he's great. He'd be wonderful. I can't, I can't wait. I hope I, I hope I can see it. Um, what do you think about After Sun and Paul Mescal? I mean, you and I will not be able to recover if, he, if that comes to Broadway, honestly. Um, we're passing out in the theater <laughs> oh girl they they gotta bury us in the theater um well we'll burst into flames so they just spread the ashes just you know mm-hmm. scoop us into something um <laughs> yeah i i uh what a cool nomination i have not watched normal people yet i've read it but um i was like wow why is this man everybody's new internet boyfriend um when it came out um <laughs> it's a tricky performance because he has to tell us about the character's fate without like actually saying it you know mm-hmm. um and you know deliver all that about quiet like um suffering from depression without like you know saying it right um and he does it very well uh the way he like beats himself up after you know he mex- messes up with as a parent or like um this like weird decisions he makes sometimes really does feel like someone whose decision-making is impaired because they are so unbelievably depressed. Um, I don't know. It's like a really tricky, quiet performance. 
that like uh like i said earlier with like the leading act the the supporting actors it's like i'm surprised this got a nomination because it is historically the thing kind of thing that they would ignore but what a, what a nice thing you know like mm. i think he's like it's cool that they're acknowledging him at the beginning of his career and he's also clearly going to have a really good career going forward so you know look great absolutely when i learned he was younger than me i wanted to throw myself off oh yeah that's supposed to happen and it gets very upsetting very upsetting i was i was shocked um but yeah uh love him very curious to see him and gladiator too whenever that happens um all right next up um uh do you want to talk about bill nye uh for living because i think you were a bigger fan of this one than i was yeah yeah well i liked it a lot um I just was like very charmed by it. I have not seen Akiru, I should probably say, uh, which is what the Same, film yeah. is based on. Um, but I thought it was like, I probably saw it at the exact right time. It was like Saturday morning or Sunday morning, 11 a.m., me and literally one other gal eating popcorn together in the theater. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, shout out to Regal Essex. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I liked it a lot. I think it's like a nice, um understated performance about uh like you know having a sort of end of life crisis as it were um after a diagnosis that happens very early on and like i just liked the sort of quiet yearning of it um i do think the last act is the structure is very bad for the movie honestly um I don't like the way that the last act works. I think if it had just been straightforward, I, that would have been better. And I think it like, I think it disrupts what Nai's slowly building throughout the film in a way that like makes me like it less, right? And like mm. de-emphasizes what a good job he's doing. Um, but yeah, I like the movie a lot. Um, I think he's really good in it. Uh, it's a nice, it's a nice nomination. But like again, I think it speaks to as always like kind of a weird year for actors but every year is a weird year for actors actors are boring <laughs> exactly and also like i did, wasn't crazy with the film but i do think he's good in it uh and you know what like he should have an oscar nomination <laughs> like it is kind of wild this is yeah. his first nomination and uh you know cool go for him i'm happy he has one like it, it makes sense it's good I, i'm happy that he was able to get through in a year that is weird um uh, for a movie that is very small and you know has i don't even know if it's ever expanded wide or anything like that like it just it is a small movie and it is cool he got in uh i think he he is he is the one of the best things about it i think he and um amy lou wood who i love so much in set education on netflix um uh, i think they're both really really great together in this movie and uh love their scenes together worth the nomination just for that yeah uh, we you know we probably should have put her in supporting now that i'm thinking about that she is great she's wonderful um i she's currently doing cabaret on the west end speaking of british theater and i'm like oh i would watch that that'd be pretty good probably um uh finally uh the banshee boy we'll have to talk about colin farrell another actor who i'm like oh shit this is his first nomination that's kind of crazy and i'm happy to see it happen obviously you know, at a very different stage in his career than uh, Bill Nye, or even, you know, in the supporting actors category, like Angela Bassett or Jamie Lee Curtis, like, he is, you know, at a really interesting point in his career where I feel like the the old cliche is that, like, 
actresses get rewarded very early in their career by the Academy and then get forgotten by Hollywood in the middle of the career. And then actors get most of their attention in the later half of their career. And I feel like Colin Farrell is at the point in his career now where it's like, oh, like he could probably be doing some really interesting stuff. Uh, I mean, look at the the um, the Batman, just like his his really wild performance in that. So it is it is very cool to see him nominated. I think he is very good in Banshees, um, but I'm a bigger fan of the movie than you. But like, I I really thought he was so funny, and like, it's sort of exactly what I wanted from him. Like, it's like because he can be, he has like the looks of a matinee idol movie star. Like he's he's mm-hmm. so handsome, but like at his heart, he is like this weird character actor, and uh, I think he's very funny and very. Um, you know, channel it works very well with Martin McDonough. Like, you know, possibly his most celebrated performance before this one was in a McDonough film. And um uh it makes sense. I think it's a cool nomination and uh honestly he would be my vote of these five. Um uh what do you think about his work here? Yeah, I mean, uh, wonderful to see because uh yeah, I think he's like, you know, speaking of someone who should have won for killing of a sacred deer. Um, oh, he's good in that, yeah. Oh, he's really good at that. Um, yeah, he's just been doing, like, really solid work and, like, reshaping his narrative in the last, like, 10 to 15 years. So it is a little wild that it took this long because he's been doing good work for, like, really, really good work for, like, six years now at least. Maybe probably more, actually, now. Um, but, yeah, like, hopefully he's going to get one eventually. It just feels like he will at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's great that he gets a nomination um hell like this category is so wild and like the winners have been so all over the place that like he does still kind of have a shot so yeah hey anything can happen um every anybody but fraser like i said (laughs) that is true anybody but fraser that that's the motto we have to wish into the universe um all right now in terms of other actors who we would like to see in these spot in my five i I do have Paul Mescal, Colin Farrell, and Austin Butler, um, but I have two other ones I want to give a shout out to. Uh, the first one I'll, I'll talk about is Jeremy Pope in The Inspection. Um, mm. A movie I kind of went into with very low expectations because, for one thing, I saw that fucking trailer a million times before. It did not matter what movie I was seeing, they were like, let's put the inspection trailer before it. And I was like, truly so tired of seeing it by the time the movie came out. And um, uh, then seeing it, I was just like, I, I just don't know what to expect from this. It didn't, the reviews didn't blow the doors down or anything like that. And I think it is both a good movie, but also I think Jerry Hope's great in it. I think he, like, I've seen him in a few things. Uh, I think he's the sort of person, the sort of actor who's going to, like, eventually give us, like, a wildly good performance because he's, like, a true triple threat, like, you know, a Broadway legend already, basically. Uh, and, like, seeing him here, he's he's really good. He's, like, the real heart of this movie. Helps keep it from entering any cliche territory. Uh, I, was, I was just very impressed by him. I think he, he does really good work in this one. I would love to have seen A24 put the energy behind him that they did Brendan Fraser. Um, what about you, Marissa? Who's one of your actors? Yeah, I haven't seen that, but I, I he does feel like the kind of person who's going to win one eventually. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
uh, to mention, spoiler alert again, Jim Parsons, who I have not, like, I think he's annoying on Big Bang Theory. And I haven't, like, really ever liked his work, like, even in TV shows or Broadway or anything like that. But I was, so I was blown away by his performance as the like, lead character in Spoiler Alert. Because it was, like, so refined and um, confident and, like, just very different from what we're used to seeing him do. Um, and again, I think it's like part of the reason I keep thinking about that movie is that like this, he brings like, uh, he's playing a real person, but like the way he's doing it just uh, creates this like character out of like someone I already knew very well from like following Entertainment Weekly for years and like being a, a student of pop culture, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think of like, he's just so good in it. I don't know. I just think that movie's so freaking good. And those are just two of the my, my favorite performances from last year. I mean, on some level, I'm sure it's like recency bias, but hey, it's been two months. Uh, the fact that I'm still this passionate about it, I, I just feel like it's just, it's the kind of movie I want to keep watching forever. And I think like um, that matters to me when I'm thinking about like what goes in an actor category. Yeah, he's he's really he's given some of the worst performances I've seen in the recent memory, and I think he's so good in this. Yeah, one. like yeah. like I was very impressed. Um, God, there was one we hated a couple of years ago, wasn't there? That we like uh, talked about. What was it? Hollywood. We were both like oh shit by him in Hollywood. <laughs> oh God, that was that was awful. So and bad. I like that show, unlike most people. Oh, I hated that show so much. Well, I, <laughs> I watched it literally <laughs> in one day. So you know, like is a strong <laughs> word. Um, um, but yeah. My, my only other one, and one that got absolutely no buzz, and I was kind of like, y- y'all slept on this. Uh, Gabriel Lavelle for um, the Fablemans. I, oh, yeah. I think he's so good in this in this movie. Like I like, you know, he's playing perhaps the most iconic filmmaker of all time as a kid, um, and it, you know, one of the directors who we see the most in terms of like just visibly being a celebrity and like going out and like giving interviews like about his own work and not his own work like it's like perhaps the most important figure in film modern film history and um he um manages to find this way to make him feel so divorced from that uh pun not intended <laughs> um uh the um i don't know if that was a, if that was a mean joke <laughs> but um <laughs> but um spoiler alert for uh, steven spielberg's life <laughs> yeah i mean perhaps no one has ever made a more divorce di- divorced filmography in his life but um but um no it is he manages to make this like he feels like a character, but you can still see the sort of tr- traces of like this. Yes, this boy becomes Steven Spielberg, and it's it's really really thrilling to see. I think he's so charismatic. Um, man, like I mean, he's playing someone. I, I I don't know how old Gabriel Abel is, but I imagine he's like probably in like his early twenties. So you know, not exactly a child actor, but like none of the self conscious things that annoyance about young actors are there it just it, it's a great performance and i'm really really curious to see what he's able to do next and it just it like in a similar way that rachel uh zegler surprised me last year that i just can't believe um she didn't really get anywhere in terms of 
nominations, I'm like, Spielberg has found these two really talented young people who I would like to see for the next 50 years or so in film. So it's like, I, I just, I hope we see Gabriel Liddell more. I think he's, he's really wonderful. Uh, do you have anyone else you wanted to highlight? Sorry, I could just not find that button. Um, yeah. uh, you know, the only real one, because to me, this actor feels like someone who's like gonna win one one day and just like hasn't gotten that nomination breakthrough yet. Harris Dickinson in um, Triangle of Sadness. I mean, like, mm. you know, seeing him in Beach Rats to me a couple years ago was just like a fucking revelation. And he has such a tricky role to play in Triangle of Sadness. Like, it's there's so many levels, and the journey that that character has to go on is like fucking insane. Like, I don't know who who else has the range. <laughs> like, it's such a weird, weird thing to be asked to do. It's like, can you imagine his agents like, hey, I got this wild movie. You want to take a look at it? And it's like, what do I have to do? It's like, well, you're a male model at the beginning. Um, well, you're a male <laughs> model. Yeah, but it's going to take some turns. And he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll work out for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like he's a really interesting actor and someone I think like, you know, especially in this like group that we're talking about, like is someone who it's like would be cool to see get in the conversation because then they would notice his stuff more um, in the yeah. coming years. It's, it's going like to happen soon. Like, yeah. It has to. Yeah. 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 Um, that's it. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's everything from... Uh, this, uh, this this episode, uh, we're probably, you know, when this gets uploaded, it's probably very close to the Academy Awards. So make sure you listen to the rest of our episodes as well as our post-show breakdown of the of the ceremony. And uh, in the meantime, where can people find more of your work, Marissa? Uh, I'm at thepopart.com, uh, writing reviews occasionally. And then I'm at uh, Marissa Carpico everywhere else on social media. And you can find me on Letterboxd and Serialized. Thanks for listening.